This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Ah, man, I got to tell you, 24 hours later, I I am still astonished by the Bears' loss and the 38-20 loss to the Packers along the lakefront on Sunday in the first game of the year. In what I called at one point in time a must-win game just for so many different reasons. The symbolism of Aaron Rodgers being gone, the potential symbolism of there being a new sheriff in town with the Bears, um, the idea that the Bears were not going to – I mean, it's carryover, right? So that's 11 straight losses now for the Bears. You have not seen the Bears win a game for about a year now. So it's really dispiriting, everything about it. And it still is not settling well with me. Just like so, so much of, you know, the, the horrible things that went on in the game, all those Packers conversions and the, the pick six by Justin Fields, the fumble by Justin Fields, Chase Claypool being nowhere to be found, Braxton Jones, penalty after penalty. Um, you know, the, some of the same old problems creeping up with the defense that we saw. That's the 51-yard screenplay to Aaron Jones. So much alarm in one game. And I, I honestly can't sit here and tell you whether I know or not if I would be reacting this way if it was Green Bay. I think it would, like, it was, same, you know, different teams, similar circumstances, like the same thing happens in the game, and if all things were equal, I, of course, it takes a little bit of the edge off, but it, it there were so many bad things that happened. We waited an entire offseason to see this team get better, and they looked like they were going backwards. Can they recover against Tampa Bay? It's obviously not out of the question. Yes, they can recover against Tampa Bay, who I know went into Minnesota and beat them but I don't know that the Buccaneers are that good. And I hope to God the Bears aren't that bad. Um, that said, I was in the locker room the day after, the um, on Monday, as we are recording this. Um, so it's the day when um, Matt Eberflus has looked at the tape. The players have gone through tape review, which I imagine was painful for a lot of players and coaches to have to see that horror show and pause. Stop it right there. Pause right there. Yep. Yeah. That stuff got zeroed in on at Hallis Hall. So one of the things that was interesting about Matt Eberflus on Sunday, and I was there for that press conference as well, when he was asked about Justin Fields, 
he said, I got to look at the tape. And he said, it would not be fair if I was to evaluate him on just not having the benefit of the tape. So he watched the tape. First question to Matt Eberflus right here is, what did you think of Justin Fields' play? Yeah, he knows he can play better. You know, he knows that. You know, he's 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 well aware of that. You know, and he's he's going to work diligently to do that. And again, it's uh, it's important that everybody looks that way. You know, the offensive line, the rec- you know the receivers, the coaches, um, the defensive coaches, the defensive line, everybody. You know, so it's everybody, all hands on deck to, to improve. You know, because we want to improve this season. You know, as we go, you know, we want to be a stronger football team every single week. And uh, you know, we have room for improvement. As you can see, so we're, we're we're excited about getting that done, and and it's a challenge for our guys to work on that. Especially with Fields on Fields interception, the pick six was he? It looked like on video that he was just locked into Mooney the whole way. Did he get a good view of his options and his reads on that play? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. I think it was working back to a quarter side. Uh, so um, you know, he ended up trying to squeeze it in there. And, uh, you know, it was obviously, you know, obviously a, a good interception, you know, and a good return. Um, but, uh, yeah, he certainly needs to look, uh, you know, scan the field there on that one. What did he miss on the linebacker that had the interception? What should have tipped him off to identify that? Yeah, I would just say that he probably should just take, you know, move on to his next progression. That's what I would say without giving too much away. Yep, yep. Yep. Specifically with Fields and the decision making, how do you evaluate where he is in terms of looking downfield versus just kind of taking the check down? Yeah, we always want him to look downfield. You know that that's an important piece. You know to it. Uh, you know we always want to do that. Certainly on you know before he scrambles and runs. You know we want him to take a look downfield and see open receivers if they are there. You know so we got to keep continue to work our scramble drill, which we work a lot of. Um, you know so we always want him to do that. You know because that's where the explosive plays come. Where is he in terms of the decision making there? Uh, I think he's okay right now. Um, I think you know, always you know, looking at those things downfield, we can always improve on that. You know, and, and the receivers need to improve on their scramble drill as well. Well, there's a lot there for Matt Eberflus. Now he's not throwing anybody under the bus right there, um, Matt Eberflus, talking about his quarterback, but. I think he's been a little more pointed this year than maybe he would have been last year. Needs to scan the field moves uh, needs to move on to the next progression um talking about downfield passing and decision making and all that and I, I know that these are things that are easy to generalize and you did a little bit of that Matt Eberflus saying you know, the wide receivers have to be better and all that but I don't think he thought his quarterback had a particularly good game on this day and you know the the game plan while it was conservative what we saw in training camp more than anything was Justin Fields's troubles with accuracy on downfield passes and a lot of turnovers. I mean, how many times did we mention Tyreek Stevenson's name during training camp or Kyler Gordon, you know, or any fill in the blank defensive guy in the secondary that, you know, Jalen Johnson had a terrific camp and it almost gave me this false sense of maybe the defense has really improved. They sure didn't look like it on this day. And unfortunately, at least for one game, it confirms what we were seeing in training camp with with this offense and Justin Fields. The defense, I'm a little bit more surprised by just because it did look better, but it was relative to what was going on with the Bears offense. Um, 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next cut from Matt Eberflus. Um, he's going to tell you about one of the biggest issues on offense. But first, what concerns him most about the defense? I would just say third downs. I would just say third downs. The rush and the cover, you know, the cover and the rush. So it's it is about the rush, no question. But it's also about the coverage, you know, and it's us having precision and detail there um, to be able to get off the field on those third downs. You know, for example, the first the first drive, you know, we end up having three of them didn't get off the field. So we have to do that you know, at a better rate. Matt Justin said more lateral passing game was a part of the game plan yesterday. When you look back at just the individual blocking on some of those screen passes, what was your assessment of how? Yeah, that has to improve. That has to improve. We all saw that. Right, so we got to block the perimeter better. Uh, we got to sustain our blocks. We got to take better angles. Um, you know, that's that's part of what we need to improve for sure. I mean, blocking just bad all around from downfield to the offensive line itself, and to the point of the third downs. Yeah, that that third and thirteen, like we talked about yesterday on the first drive, can, that the Packers and Jordan Love converted that was just death. Um, they scored on a fourth and three, and the Packers were nine of thirteen on on the three point conversion. So just alarming stuff from the Bears defense, not able to stop things that they weren't able to stop last year. No discernible improvement. Um, Jalen Johnson was talked to us as well on Monday, and he was asked the question: Was there a lack of energy for the Bears? Um, I would say yeah, because normally that comes with execution. You don't have too many juice and energy when you're not executing. So I think naturally that allows us to have more energy. So during camp when we're playing at a high level, we're winning reps, it's easy to have energy and juice then. But when you're not doing what you what you know you can do, when you're not getting off on third downs, when the offense isn't quite moving the bar, whatever it may be, not executing at the level that they want, it's hard to tell a team to have energy and have juice. I mean, it's... I mean, you'll be faking it at that point. Is it surprising to you that the, the juice and energy just wasn't there naturally for... No, it wasn't in the beginning of the game. But like I said, as you go on and you not executing, it's hard to continue to have juice when things aren't going your way. And then I think when that's something, I think that after Mooney scored, then that's when we kind of had a little spark. Okay, let's go. We can, we got to get back in there. We got to get a stop. And then when you don't get a stop, it kind of depletes it a little bit. So it's, it's not a matter of us not having juice as a team. I think it's just executing and allowing that that energy to flow throughout the entire game. Yeah, I thought that was pretty honest from him, from Jalen Johnson. I do appreciate it. I mean, sometimes you just can't fake that. Sometimes you can't manufacture that when things are so dejecting, you know, with the pre-snap penalties and setting up these long situations. Um, Yeah, I kind of get where Jalen Johnson is coming from. It sucks. It doesn't excuse anything, but just, that was just a good answer. Sometimes it, sometimes a player comes up with a good answer, and that's, that's what it was. Johnson, too, by the way, said yesterday, I thought had one of the, the great lines of the locker room when I was in there after the game on Sunday when he said, we weren't who we thought we were, I guess, on this day, um, which is, you know, spot on, spot on. Weren't, weren't the defense, like just speaking from a defensive standpoint, weren't who I thought they were either. Last cut. Last cut alert. 
um, and that'd be Khalil Herbert. And he was the one that uh, <laughs> had to answer for um, all of the penalties on the offense and the sloppiness that was going on. Oh, why, Khalil Herbert, why? I can't tell you. I, I, I don't know. Uh, just, you know, I, I can't pinpoint it. But uh, we just got to be better. Um, you know, got to be more disciplined, more locked in. And, um, you know, that's kind of our, that detailed approach is one thing we're going to definitely um, take into this week. So, Is it surprising? Were you surprised that you guys came out like that? I mean, definitely. Um, you know, you, you prepare and come out and, uh, you know, do practice and all this stuff. And you want to come out and, you know, put on a better display than what we did yesterday. So um, it was definitely surprising. But. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know, uh, you can learn from, um, you know, you know, they played, they had a great game plan and everything, but, you know, ultimately I feel like we beat ourselves. There's a lot of stuff on the tape that, you know, simple fixes that we can fix going into this week. So that's what we're going to try and do. When you talk about their, their game plan, what was it specifically that they were doing that leads you to say they had a great game plan? In the back? I mean, they just played their football. I mean, it's not, they weren't doing anything special, anything specific, but. Um, you know, ultimately, we we beat ourselves, I feel like. And, um, you know, we backed up on first down, different things here and there. Um, so just can't beat ourselves. Yeah, the, the reason I followed up on that game plan thing was is because you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear out-schemed, essentially. And I know that was weren't his words. His words were um, they had a good game plan. But, you know, which I guess sometimes you just got to – say, yeah, team has a good game plan. And the what Matt LaFleur did was better than what Allen Williams was able to counter. Um, now, Luke Getze had a conservative game plan, which to some degree I understood just because I saw the, the, the troubles in the downfield passing game during training camp. But obviously, big changes need to come forth for this bears team to get themselves right. And uh, we've seen it before where team, where the bears have rebounded in the past uh, from horrible losses. Lord knows we've seen a lot of horrible losses. So it's not inconceivable that the bears go into Tampa Bay and win. I mean, it's not, it is far from impossible, but I, I already can't wait to see, cause I, I need this one to, to banish, to go away. And to, to somehow you know, ice it down as far as we can ice this uh, loss down to the Green Bay Packers. That is it for today. For Ray Diaz, the executive producer of The Daily Score, I am Mark Rohde, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Take care.